Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of It Starts With Action. Today I have Jack Parsons with me, who is founder of the youth group, inspiring and impacting so many young people's lives. And he's one of the top 50 UK's kindest leaders. Honestly, this is honestly the best award that one can ever get. Um, and I am so grateful that I got to talk to him and share this amazing episode with you guys. This episode is all about encouraging you to be yourself do not wear any mask just be yourself be authentic and own your story and i really believe everyone needs to listen to what jack has to say so let's just get into it i came across your profile of like like what you're doing for young people and your story about like doing an apprenticeship instead of uni um it's just it's really inspiring especially now when kind of everyone's rethinking is university worth it um and just kind of lost I guess lots of people so um about my podcast just a quick intro is I started my podcast because I like my goal I'm also really interested in entrepreneurship um, and business but I've always been someone who's been really afraid of putting myself out there and so I set the goal of like after A levels to be a bit more confident and just try Um, and then exams were cancelled so (laughs) um, just earlier. Absolutely Um, amazing. So I started the podcast. um, With all my art well done you. Thank you but um, it's really scary but um, yeah. Don't let anyone tell you 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 can't do what you 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 can't do because at the end of the day we all start somewhere and you're in the one percent club by getting up on getting up and doing it the amount yeah. of the amount of individuals that would love to set up a podcast but don't get around to doing it mm. it's it's kind of the reason why i started it as like the the name is called it starts with action because yeah. i've always been a massive dreamer but i've and we, I think everyone's saying we all have these ideas, we have these goals, we want to do stuff, but we're always, we don't do it because of maybe fear of failure, rejection, perfectionism, and all these insecurities are stopping us from doing what we actually want to do. Um, no, and, and, is it, and is it, it's such a, it gets to me. So we'll, we'll obviously go into detail, um, but that is why I do what I do. To, to literally lift young people up. They don't need lifting up. They just need, they, but I help them lift them up because yeah. I, I, they deserve to be lifted up. And they don't need uh, me to lift them up, but they just need the support, the guidance, the mentorship, the opportunity, and the encouragement. And look, the reason I, I don't normally accept to come on to anyone's podcast, by the way. Oh, sorry. I am, no, 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 it's good. Yeah. I don't just randomly accept people's podcasts, but when you mess when you message, you was authentic, you was real, you you caught me with Rumford and Essex. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me with entrepreneurship. And I I, I had a little literally two minutes uh, look around on who you are, what you do. And you're the real deal. And that's why I agreed to come on because actually if some of my audience and that my audience ranges from the Deputy Prime Minister of the UK, Dominic Rubb, to CEOs, to young people, if, we, if I can do my little bit to lift this podcast up to, and help young people, then it's a job done. I've actually had a successful day. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, like, I can't, like, I guess starting off is kind of, yeah, it is scary, but so that's why I'm, I'm just so, like, what you do is just, because I'm, yeah, I'm still starting, so my, my, how I phrase questions might be a bit all over the place, but. Um, you do you, you do you, and you know what, we'll roll with it, and if it all goes wrong, we, we, we'll just say we're learning. Yeah. <laughs> we're but, learning. Um, that's why for the first episode I didn't edit anything so I recorded and I realized that 20 minutes in I didn't record and then in the middle it glitched but I didn't edit anything and just put it out there and since then people have been reaching out to me saying that they are so happy that that 
wasn't edited because they realized starting a podcast isn't perfect the first way um and so yeah but I'm also really massively like interested in transformation and change especially for young people especially about like having the right mindset um and so I really like I'm so interested to learn about how you got started and because like you were doing finishing GCSEs and that's and then just like googling how to start a business on your own that must be kind of I guess intimidating very like yeah just be really interested to like hear your story um and if you have any advice for young people who are also interested in not going the university route um and yeah cool so where do I start I always I always start by by saying I am no one special and I will never become anyone special. And the, the story there is you don't have to be special to start. You don't have to be special to have a passion and you don't have to be special to get into employment, be an entrepreneur. All you have to have is a bit of passion. And well, I'll lead into my passion in terms of what I do, but it all started when I grew up, I had a tough upbringing. And I don't use this as an opportunity to have a sob story and everyone to get out the tissues, but I use it as an opportunity to, to share that actually, no matter what your background, no matter where you come from, and no matter where you want to go, we all have the ability to grow. So I grew up in Essex. Uh, I, so I hear someone also knows that area quite well. <laughs> yep. You're from Essex, aren't you? I'm from Essex, yep. So uh, we're, both, we're both from the same woods, as they say. Uh, we're, we're, we're from Essex and we know um, how parts of Essex can be very lovely and certain parts of Essex can be not so nice. And I grew up and um, I went... I grew up with a single parent. Uh, I lived same. with my mum. Same. I look, same. Same. And um, my mum was an alcoholic, so she could not wake up without shaking or drinking alcohol. And I became the grown-up at the age of five, so I be, they call it a carer. And I didn't actually know I was a carer until actually I went over to New Zealand, and I'll talk to you about New Zealand and the work that I do over there. And um, someone said... Oh, your story, that's interesting. You, you're a, you, you was a carer, you're a young carer. And I was like, oh yeah, when you look at it that way, maybe I was a carer. And, and what I used to do is make sure that my mum wasn't being sick when she was sleeping on her back, making sure that all the washing was done, making sure we paid the bills. And I grew up very quickly and school was a place for me to go and be quiet and fit in and have a bit of, have a break. But with that came challenges because when you when you sound a little bit different or you, you're from a different background, people want to judge. People want to point fingers. And, and one of the reasons why people wanted to point fingers at me is because I had one school jumper for the first three years of school. And the jumper got a bit old and manky as it does. And I was bullied um, until year nine. And the reason the bullying stopped is because I was old enough to take out a paper round. And this paper round was paying me 15 quid a week. And I used that paper mat round money to go and let, teach myself judo lessons. And the saying is, and wherever, whoever's listening to this podcast or wherever they are in their life right now, when you really, really feel like you're sinking, whether that's because you've got a mental health challenge, whether that's because something in your, your, your anxious about your education or you're anxious about what's next what's going on because we're in lockdown and does this mean that my future's ruined when you feel like you're sinking you start to swim and something happens that makes you swim and that was the moment that helped me to swim I got myself into this judo class and I became a black belt within six months and and, and, and people think, oh, well, that's like a movie. And I, I go, no, but it's not a movie because it, happened, it happens in everyday life. Mm. And 
yes, I grew up with a single parent. Yes, my mum was an alcoholic. Yes, I had one school jumper. Yes, I was bullied. But I still had it easy to some of the young people that are going to be listening. Young people our age that are going to be listening to your podcast today and thinking, actually, I've got this issue and I've got this challenge. And I believe that we are the hand, the, the hand that we're gifted, we have to kind of play. But you can change your hand. You can change your cards by surrounding yourself with different people or making action. So the bullying stopped because I've become a black belt and no one else wanted to then uh, start on me. And I left school with no, not many GCSEs. I got an A star in art and design, but that's because there was no maths or science involved. And um, I said to myself, I will not go to university. And why did I say to myself, I would not go to university? I respect everyone who goes to university. And I'm not against university, but I believe that there's several roads to get to your destination. And university wasn't for me. And if you're going to become a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist, then obviously university is really important. And there's no kind of other way to get to it being a lawyer well there is apprenticeship degree apprenticeships now that you can so there, is, there are a number of ways but the most important thing is I didn't need a degree to do what I wanted to do and that was to give back to the world I didn't know how I wanted to give back but I wanted to do something I didn't want any young person or anyone to feel how I felt for years oh my gosh exact same I can relate completely hundred percent so it's so weird how our stories are very similar because uh, I just a quick background story of me I although I live in Essex I moved from the UK to Hong Kong for seven years in Hong Kong uh, yeah in Hong Kong and because of that culture I I was like the bottom grades and that's when the bullying started for me and to change like to stop the bullying I became more of a study holic and I would just study all day um, and then I moved to secondary school and then I started getting picked on by how I looked and then I developed anorexia for a few years um so I am yeah I'm all about I never want anyone to feel the same as how I felt um because like no one deserves that and especially like bullying and stuff to yeah just lift other people up like you it's just yeah it's just sorry it's just so relatable um so yeah I and I love what you just shared there now, I could never, never give advice from you internationally moving across the world and the challenges that you had, you'd have faced in Hong Kong, but also when you came, you came to the UK and you came and you, the schools that you, number of schools that you had to change. I didn't have to change yeah. schools. I changed too many. <laughs> And that's unsentiment and, and, and that challenge. So there's lessons to be learned. And that, that is my point, is we all have different stories. Yeah. We all have different journeys. And one of my mentors used to, uh, one of my mentor, my, one of my previous mentors, and you can have new mentors and mentors come and go. One of my previous mentors said to me, Jack, own your story, be proud of your story, and no, leave no gaps out. And growing up, I was shy, I was embarrassed. I didn't want people to know that I grew up with an alcoholic parent and I had one school jumper and I was bullied. That is looked at as weak. But actually, being authentic is a strength. And this podcast is all about being authentic. Yeah, 100%. All about being authentic. And that is the first message I want to give to everyone who's listening. Being authentic is your best friend. It is not a weakness. It is a strength. Now, let's break that down into an example. You're going into an interview. They ask you, what do you know about the company? 
you get confused when you were, were doing a bit of in, uh, research. You don't really understand their jigger jagger terms that they use, corporate language that they use. Yeah. In the interview, be authentic and say, you try to do some research and you kind of get the grasps of what the business does. But there are some words that you have never heard of before. Corporate language. So can you explain what this means? Now, that is a better answer than going, yes, I did my research. The company was founded in 1982, blah, 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 blah. And that will get you the job over trying to give the answer that you think they want to hear. Most of the time, the interviewer doesn't even know when the company was started themselves. <laughs> let alone you so just be honest we're humans and and humans need to be act like humans are not robots that's why we build robots that's why we've got technology let the technology be the robots and you be the humans so when 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 we had a conversation and you said oh i'd love you to come and talk on um my podcast that i've started around being authentic it's one of my traits and my skills that I always start with people say so who is Jack Parsons and I say I'm a young ambitious but most importantly authentic leader that's given it a go and then the second thing is I'm a big believer of going from having all the answers to all the questions. I don't know all the answers. Yes, I've had a successful business. Yes, I've grown my business to 8 million. Yes, I've got some great people around the world that support my mission. And we've put over 9,000 young people into work last year. And we've got a community of 1.7 million young people. That's not been given to me. None of this is daddy's money. I'm lucky to live where I live on the River Thames overlooking the Houses of Parliament, but no one gave me a penny to afford what I afford. This has been five years of hard work and there's still so much to learn and there is still so much room to grow. So anyone who's listening, remember, you have to start somewhere. What advice would you give to someone who has been, we would say, like wearing a mask for a long time and feels stuck in terms of they want to be themselves, but because they've been wearing a mask for so long, it's become their identity. How would you encourage them to step out of their comfort zone and do what they want to do? We get, this is a really good subject. We get nervous, we get scared. The British culture is very conservative. We don't embrace failure. As in America, failure, if you have not had a failure in Silicon Valley, you will not get your business invested. Here in the UK, if you've had a failure, you're, you're, you're doomed, kind of thing. Mm. I believe that failure is also, along with authentic, being authentic is a strength. Now, how can someone take off their mask? How can someone be true to who they are? The first thing is, which is so important, don't let anyone rip that mask off. The only person who can rip that mask off is you. But most importantly, when you feel ready. Now, the next question people might be asking, how do I know I'm ready? In human instinct, you will know. And you don't have to rip the whole mask off. You might just want to take off the hat for the moment. And then the eyes part. You don't have to rip everything off at once. You don't have to go all in. But when you're working towards taking your mask off and being who you are, truly who you are, 
really understand who you are before you let everyone know who you are. Otherwise, you'll be shaped to becoming who you think, who you think people think you are. So what are your values? Three values. What do you stand for? What do you want to be known for? If the world were to end, what would you be known for? What will you say yes to? But most importantly, what will you say no to? And we forget that bit about no. I will never get involved with anything that upsets people's feelings. I will also not get involved with anything that is commercially gender-led for politicians. So know what, know what you won't get involved with. We're so good as young people knowing what TV uh, stars we like or celebrities or what, or um, a skinny cappuccino with oat milk, please. We know what we want. So why do we get so confused to knowing what we want in ourselves? And because you like skinny cappuccino with oat milk, but I like skinny cappuccino with almond milk, that doesn't make you wrong or me right or me right and you wrong. It makes us human. Mm. So that would be my advice to anyone who's a bit nervous of taking their mask off to be true. And that goes in terms of education, in terms, in terms of friendship and relationships. That goes in terms of your employer. If your future employer doesn't know the real you at the interview, you're living a lie. Be honest. Mm. That's so inspiring. I think we don't, sometimes that, I guess COVID is good is that it's given us time to slow down and reflect. Whereas GCSE A-levels have been feeling like a kind of a robot in a way, just fully focused on school and not taking the time to really think about what, who am I, what I want, um, and just, yeah. So now is a good time to, for everyone to think about what, like, are they wearing a mask? Maybe they are and they don't even know. Um, and, or they want to, they want to change like I am also very I was a very like super shy person no one I would ever talk to but I didn't want that um and so I decided that I wanted to change um so even if you I guess don't have a mask on but you want to you know, reflect like you want to be someone different and I like, don't be and look at you now look at you now you're the queen of oh. authentic podcasting well, I hope so. Maybe someday. <laughs> but you see, because you've started. I guess what when you started, what what was was there anything holding you back? I was always told growing up that I would never be able to achieve anything because the way I speak or because I can't um, write properly, and I have a lot of spellings in my emails, and I still do. But Grammarly's great, and um, and I've dealt. I've, I've signed, I've read contracts and signed a million pound deals, but I can't read and write properly. Back then, I was really nervous in opening myself up to the world in terms of who I am, what I'm trying to achieve and why am I trying to achieve it? And my age, I used to always justify why I am the right person to do what I'm doing at my age. Mm. I used to always apologize to senior leaders when I walked into the room and say, I know I'm young. Sorry, I know I'm young. No, 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 no. Being young is an advantage. There is a big difference between confidence and ego as well. You need to not have an ego. You need to be grounded. I remember where I came from and I remember, I, I know where I can go back. Yeah. 
And that's so important as well. Also be kind, be caring, and actually do what you're gonna say you're gonna do. So when I first started, what did I have to offer the world? What did I have to offer these business people that were worth millions? When I was working from my dad's kitchen table, typing into Google how to set up a business, what's the difference between a limited company and a sole trader? I didn't know that. But what I did know is that every day I would flip the duvet, which I call the duvet flip. Everyone should have their duvet flip. What gets them out of bed in the morning to motivate them? And your duvet flip on a Tuesday can be different to your duvet flip on the weekend, but have your duvet flip. And I got up. And yes, I did wear a suit to start with. You'll see some photos online of me in a suit and looking a lot skinnier. I've put on a bit of weight, but A, we all, we all go through stages. And I'm, I've lost a stone in lockdown. I'm trying to lose free. And, and that's, my, that's my passion project at the moment is trying to lose weight and uh, not eat donuts for breakfast. Mm, I you know, that. we've all done it. Yep, I've done <laughs> and, it. And uh, you have to have the confidence in what you're trying to achieve. And when you don't have the tangibles, you need the bigger picture. Envision that. So what will, you, what will it be in a couple of years? Or what will it be next week? But also be humble. But also, what really helped my success was I was humble, but I was authentic. And it goes back to the authentic part. Mm. You can... A lot of people saying, okay, Jack's talking a lot about authentic, being authentic, because this is an authentic podcast. Go, go months back, go years back, you'll see the word authentic through all my social channels. Being authentic, being honest. You'll see me being very authentic on all my posts that I do as well. I openly talk about mental health. I yesterday wrote a post around apologizing to teachers because I, a few years ago, I uh, said that it's teachers' faults when, and not the education's fault. And I openly apologized yesterday to all the teachers across the country. That was authentic, being authentic. So be authentic, be honest, and take and invest a lot of money in loads of notebooks to take loads of notes and meet anyone who's a week ahead of you, five, five months ahead of you. Like, go and learn. Don't think you know it all. I think that I make one of the best cups of teas in the world until I went over to New Zealand and they make a better cup of tea than us. You can always grow and don't think that your learning can ever stop. It will only stop if you do not open your eyes and you do not think about what could I learn. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an expert when it comes to youth engagement, youth recruitment, youth development. Did you see how I said a expert, not the expert? Completely different. Yeah. Because there's so much more I can learn about the youth scene. I know a lot because I've studied it. But I know nothing about Bitcoin or how to cook a shepherd's pie. <laughs> so the difference is, is that focus on what you're good at. Don't be everything to everyone. Because when you become everything to everyone, you become nothing to no one. Stand for something. Learn, invest in loads of notebooks, be authentic, and be passionate, and find your duvet flip. Yeah. it's funny how being authentic is probably it should be super easy and straightforward yet it's also not kind of similar to taking action like to take action you just just do it but there's actually so much behind the scenes that's stopping you from doing it so yeah very interesting topic how about you in terms of what's the next 
level for you the next best version of yourself um and what are you doing to what new things are you learning at the moment i've not been myself over the last 18 months i lost a family member who was really close to me i um i've had some negativity in terms of online um, people want to jump on and, and say nasty things and and also some mental health challenges. So I was always off people say, look how much you've achieved in the last 18 months. And I look in my mirror and go, I've not achieved what I wanted to achieve or what I should achieve for young people. But lockdown has given me the opportunity to respect time, giving me the opportunity to focus. And if you look after your mind, you look after everything else. And I can honestly say, I've not had a mental health challenge probably for the last, for the last 12 weeks. Literally none. That's I feel like when I sat at that kitchen table to set up the business, my first business, Five years ago, I feel like Jack's back. And people people will watch this and some will know me, some will not. And uh, they're like, what does it mean back? It didn't go anywhere. But I feel back. If you'd have asked me 14 weeks ago to come on the podcast, I would have kindly said no. And that, not just to you, that would have been to BBC, Sky News, which I've done, to, I would have said no to everyone. Mm. Why? I didn't deserve to be on their podcast I would have I would have thought to myself I don't deserve to be on your podcast right now because I would only be bringing my R for myself and that's not fair on you that's not fair on the listeners that's not fair on young people but I finally feel whole again and what I've achieved in the last 12 weeks is what I achieved a whole last year I'm focused I've got the energy we're partnering with some of the biggest companies in the world. We're opening in New Zealand, Canada, Australia. We've got a whole new digital strategy, a, a whole new platform for youth. We've gone, the business has um, cancelled its office in central of London. It's gone completely remote, work from anywhere. All my team that, that work with me, no one works for me, by the way, they work with me. I'm a big believer on that. Uh, all my team, I've gone down, we've gone down to a four-day week, three-day weekend, health first. We call it Future Fridays. Mm. And Future Fridays is for things like what we're doing today, getting up on podcasts and, and educating and giving back. This is my give back. I don't get paid to sit on your podcast. Yeah, I do it because it's my love to give. To give. No, no, no. <laughs> And I do get paid to go and do public speeches, but I do this, I'm, I'm sitting here because I want to be here. Not because I'm getting paid to be here, just so everyone understands, yeah? And that's meaningful. This is more of a meaningful conversation when I go and sit up on a stage and get paid 4,000 pounds to sit on the stage for 25 minutes. And Future Fridays is for my team to go and, they, they, they've always wanted to paint that garden fence or they want to get on a dog app, borrow my doggy and walk a dog, or they want to bake a cake or spend some time with their long lost cousin. I don't know. But Friday should be for the future. And I would, I would my pledge that I would like anyone listening to make to, to, to me and to themselves is what are you going to do on your future Fridays? What are you going to do to tick off that bucket list? And how are you going to set yourself up for a lovely weekend? And then I think I'm a big believer in miracle mornings. I've heard of the book, Mir but I haven't read it yet. <laughs> miracle mornings are so important. The first couple of hours, will set you up for the rest of the day and to tomorrow. 
And your miracle morning can start at 7am or it can start at 1pm in the afternoon. But what you do in the first two to three hours is so important. Whether that's listen to your favourite song, whether that's tidy up and so you can declutter, whether that's smash through your emails to get them cleared, or whether that's to check in with someone who you care about or meditate. Your first three hours of the day is your miracle mornings. It's so important. And I would challenge everyone to go and find a structure that works for them in their miracle mornings, including you. Yep, I need, I need it. <laughs> you, know, you know what? It's your birthday. You're going on holiday. It's something, you're getting a new dog and it's, it's arriving. No matter how tired you are on that morning, you wake up and you have this bounce off energy. Because it's your birthday, because the dog's arriving, whatever that is. So why don't we have that energy every day? Why do that energy absolutely only comes when it's your birthday or your little puppies arriving? But I think it's so important, not just to have a miracle morning, but learn to love tomorrow. Because if you can learn to love tomorrow, every day will feel like your birthday and you will get up with focus, you'll bounce out of bed, you'll flip that duvet, as I say, and have your duvet flip, and you will focus on having a great day and living in the moment to achieve a better way of living for yourself, your health, and your future. So two things here that I'll recap on. What are your miracle mornings? What are the actions that you do every morning to make sure you have a miracle morning? And secondly, how can you start training your brain to love to tomorrow? Can you share a bit about your miracle morning? Just to to like yeah. inspire, inspire, give us ideas. So my miracle morning always starts with a 10 minute, I actually sit on my floor in my living room and I look out my window. When you look out my window, you can see the River Thames. I literally live on the River Thames. And I appreciate nature. I appreciate how the water flows in and it rises with the barriers. And I appreciate where I am and where I've come from. That is then followed by looking at the top UK 40 to see if there's any new um, songs on there from Stormzy. And I'll listen to some music. And then I will dance to the kitchen and make myself a nice English breakfast tea. I will then get myself dressed and ready for the morning and do all the natural things, brush your teeth, have a shower, A, B and C. Mm -hmm. I then go into Business Jack. And I focus on three things I would like to achieve to improve the odds for young people. What's the three most fundamental things that I need to do to help young people get into work, ready for work and grow in work, access mentors, run, run their business through our accelerator, or just get on a podcast and share some insight. So young people can get motivated or not motivated. Some people will be motivated by some things I say and some won't, and that's okay as well. And hang around with cool people like you. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone listening will be really inspired. So far, I think the most people I've got like the most people have listened to an episode is like 90. But I, I'm gonna grow that it and cool. yeah, that is really cool. It's just over a month old, this podcast, so. I'm not going to give up. 90 on people, wow. Yeah, I'm quite proud. So. That is really good. You, should, you know what? You should be proud. And next time we speak, 
which will probably be in one hour's time. It'll go from 90 to 100. And we'll be like, yes, we've got to 100. And yeah. that's the most important thing, isn't it, really? It's is about embracing the journey. Too many people don't respect the journey. Mm. They love the outcome, but they don't respect the journey. The important thing is not the outcome, it's the journey. The yeah. learnings from the journey. So I feel like just remembering that when you get to your goal, it's likely that you would be asking yourself, what next? And then you want another goal. So there's no point focusing on like, oh, I'm not at the goal yet. It's about, because when you get there, you're going to want something else. So focus on the journey is just part of the most important part. Yeah. You've nailed it. You've nailed it straight to the point. Focus on the journey. Don't worry about what's next. Look what's in front of you and be happy with the process. Yeah, 100%. The progress that you make. If like young people want to be a part of what you offer, how can, can they reach out to you? Can they search up your name? Yes, they can go onto the website and they can go onto social media. There's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of change coming and a lot of good change so it's going to be a lot easier for young people to access our services the reason why it's quite behind closed doors is because we have 1.7 million young people in our community so we kind of we introduce new young people to our community it's like wow yeah we can't support everyone and but we're now in the stage where we can do that and we can help more and whether that's some friendly advice whether that's to start a business whether that I want a mentor from Google, reach out to us, we can get you a mentor from Google or another organization. And we do what we say, we put our hands up when we get it wrong, we care about young people, there's no cost for young people in terms of our services, and we help young people get ahead, get ready, start businesses, meet mentors, grow their skills, and be happy. Wow, it's just, this call was like amazing. Honestly, you're so inspiring. And I can see that you're, t I didn't know that the Financial Times has like top leaders, like top kindest leaders. I can like, I think everyone can understand like why and just, you know, you are the kindest leader. It's just, you it's, know, you know what? I've, I've won, <laughs> I've been lucky to be um, awarded a number of awards and I'm very graceful for every award no matter how big or small but when I when I was announced as one of the top 50 kindest leaders it really really was a moment where I was so proud of how far I've come mm. I never pat myself on the back I never say I'm the greatest because I'm not. But when that happened, I was so humbled. And people say, oh yeah, the word humbled, everyone says that when they win the award. But it's the only time that I actually rung my dad and said, "I, you know what, dad, I've been named the young kind, one of the uh, kindly, top 50 kindest leaders by Financial Times. And he, his response was actually, wow. I never speak to my dad about business and we talk, we talk about once every three months. Yeah. But he was the first person I called and I was so proud. And it's, it's if you can be recognised for anything, being recognised for being kind. Yeah. I think, and, and, and kindness is an understatement. People underestimate the power of kindness. And don't be kind when people are watching. Be kind when no one's watching. Yeah, to me, so, yeah, like kindness is just like, it's, for me, I think kindness is just a minimum, basic, normal thing that everyone should be doing. So when people like approach me and say, oh, you're super kind, that's so cute. Like, like, like I feel like being kind is just, what, what everyone should do as a basic it shouldn't be seen as something like super um unique or special not but like a complete like being recognized as the top 
like 50 kind of cedars is absolutely amazing and like definitely 100% like deserve it but I just said like I feel like when other people just say oh you're super kind is like it's just a normal thing that everyone should be doing um but yeah that's just my take on it I totally agree with you and you're you're a kind leader I go with the leader <laughs> No, it's, it's, I can feel it, it's in your nature. You're, 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 you're authentically kind. Me, you're meanfully, you, you, you care about people, I can tell. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's a, I think a good thing is that people who go through, I guess, bullying or being looked down on, they are the people who are usually the kindest in the end. Um, and so we should be grateful for people who have treated us not as not how we want to be because we learn how we don't want to be treated um, and it makes us treat other people how we want to be treated with kindness but yeah I agree and look this is your podcast and you're interviewing me but I just want to flip a question if that's okay yep (laughs) (laughs) and and this yet again this is about this is collaboration and this is about working in collaboration what 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 is your ambition what is it that you want people to get behind my ambition as in what my you, goal yeah yeah your goal what what is what are you trying to achieve i think people should need to know about this um uh so for me I I think like because I didn't just go through I went through bullying for like you could say and depression for a whole decade not just because of grades but also anorexia as well as I then ended up developing alopecia so I lost all my hair um and that again went back to depression and I never thought I would transform into a confident secure kind of person um and I just want that like, I'm like before I've always been about changing myself for other people and now I'm still about change and still about transformation but for myself and to be the best version of myself um and I like I want other people to realize that they can change for the better and I want to I guess it just it's a bit vague I guess but I want to transform people's lives to be their best selves like I'm people like Tony Robbins, Impact Theory, Lewis Howes, their podcasts have really changed my life uh, during my dark times Um, and I want to do the same and just give people, I never thought I would like, I feel like the idea of being a coach or wanting to inspire people to do what they want to do is like a weird career but at the same time I can't really see myself like enjoying anything more than pushing people and helping people to do what they want to do to change their lives for themselves. Um, and you've already started. You've already started by doing this podcast. Yeah. Basically. And there's no, there's no such thing as a weird job. Yeah. Don't put, don't say anything's weird because there you can, you can be successful in anything. And what, and I'm so glad that you've, you've shared that with your audience, your own audience, because I, I, want, I want people to, to also see what you're about. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm on your show, and it's obviously... Yeah, I don't really... It's, it's focused no, on... No, but you should. And that's why I'm flipping it. And that's why I do Because this is not about Jack Parsons. This is about young people. And what are an amazing duvet flip that you have there? transforming people's lives and helping them achieve what they want to achieve it's amazing absolutely amazing it's very vague though i think anything's vague boris johnson's announcement on a level two lockdown's vague (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) you define it how you need to define it and it will change, it will chop, and then, and that will be great. But that's part of the journey. It's not mm. fake. It's better than saying, I don't know. No, that's yeah. fake. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm excited for what to come because I never thought I would 
ever get to a place where I would be okay with sharing my story, with telling people that I wear a wig, with telling people that I've had anorexia and I have body issues. I never thought I would ever be open about it. But when I did become open about it, I really believe in the quote, vulnerability is the key to covers or something. That when I'm mm-hmm. open about it, other people then come to me about their issues. And I love talking about it. Um, I love opening them up and to asking them questions to reflect on what they're not doing and where they want to be. Like when I ask the question, like what's the next best version of themselves? Most of them are like, I've never asked, I've never thought of this before. Um, and it's just really, it's really fun to get people to reflect on who they want to be and realize that they aren't where they want to be um, and then help them to take action and get there. I think that is amazing. I literally think that's amazing. And you should speak about it every day. You know, we talked about the start of the podcast, owning your story. Mm, Yeah. You are owning it. And everyone should too. Yes. And everyone should own their story. You, what you do for young people is just amazing and super inspiring. I can't wait to see how you grow in the future because you are going to do like, yeah, I can see like just crazy things and can't wait to follow your journey. Um, and yeah, I don't want to take any of your time, but um, <sighs> yeah, it's just, just thank you so much for coming on and if anyone is listening and wants to reach out to Jack and please connect with him on LinkedIn, check out what he's doing. And if you need help, then I think Jack would be the first person everyone would go to. Um, and yeah, um, uh, how do I know? Yeah, I'm, I'm so bad at ending podcasts because I don't really want to, I want to end them. But yeah, I'm going to end the podcast. And until next time, everyone. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Please share this podcast episode to everyone or like friends and family because this message is super important. We really need to own our story, be authentic and just be ourselves. It's so weird how it is sometimes really hard to just be yourself um, and we really should do more of it. So yeah, would be super grateful if you could add a few stars and a review on Apple Podcasts um, and reach out to Jack, reach out to me if you ever need to. And yeah, until next time.